Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you could have been anywhere else in the world tonight, but you're right here with us at the magical TTA Studios as we present DCN This Week, your weekly news and information show provided to you by the Disney Crew for the week of May 28th, 2018. On tonight's show, we've got an in the news segment that pulls at the heartstrings. We'll take a moment for us that takes us way back. We get a check the narrative segment on a ride that no one's experienced yet. And we'll debut a new segment called the Elite Eight that will definitely help you out on your next trip to Walt Disney World. Or maybe it won't, who cares? So settle in, grab a drink. You just may learn something. All on DCN this week. Good evening. Thank you for joining us for your DCN This Week show. I'm your host, Tommy. Joining me on the TTA Studios desk tonight is Brooke. Good evening, Brooke. Good evening, Tommy. We'll also have a special e-ticket attraction with your favorite correspondent in mind, ladies and gentlemen, Michael. Good evening, Michael. Good evening to you. Good to be here. But first, you know what time it is. Let's see what's happening in the news. Our top story this week, Disney announced that three new locations in the Magic Kingdom will begin selling alcohol. Those locations are the Plaza Inn, Crystal Palace, and the Diamond Horseshoe, thus making alcohol available at every table service restaurant in the Magic Kingdom. The move was in response to a recent telephone survey conducted by Disney that asked Disney fans if they would be in favor of alcohol being served in the Magic Kingdom. 95% of people surveyed voted yes, while the other 5% were out drinking. And this isn't really an announcement news. In a blog post by Scott Trowbridge, the Disney Parks blog has announced this week the opening dates for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland and Disney World. Uh, sort of. The announcement indicates that the Disneyland version will open in summer 2019, and the Disney World version will open in late fall 2019. In another story, Disney Parks blogger Scott Trowbridge celebrated this week as he was finally able to reach his weekly quota for blog postings. Great job, Scott. Pandora, the land of Avatar, is one year old this week. The Land and Animal Kingdom will be celebrating its one-year anniversary with a special limited-time merchandise. The one-year anniversary celebration, which will last approximately two weeks, is expected to have absolutely no effect on anything or anyone whatsoever. Disneyland Paris held a special event called Inside Ears, where several announcements were made, such as Mickey's PhilharMagic coming to Paris, a complete retheming of the Disneyland Hotel in 2020, the start of construction for Marvel Land, and a special in-park event in June called Fan Days, which will have many limited time happenings, such as dance parties and meet and greets with over 50 characters. The announcement promises that guests will see some of the rarest and never before seen characters like Roger Rabbit, Bolt, Lady Yaya, Burrito, and a bowl of venison chili that used to be Bambi's mom. Permits filed at Reedy Creek Improvement District this week show a revised plan for the currently underway construction at the Magic Kingdom. 
Previously, the same permits indicated construction work for the new Tron roller coaster and a new theater that would be located on Main Street, USA. The revised plan submitted this week omit the theater project, which had already been removed from Disney's D23 announcements website a few months ago, thereby at least circumstantially confirming that the project has been canceled or at least postponed indefinitely. Disney fans online are noticeably upset about the loss of the theater attraction. If there's anything online Disney fans hate more than losing attractions, it's exercise. Walt Disney World has rolled out a new online lost and found system where guests can get online and look for lost items. DCN reached out for clarification on how the system will work. No word yet if you'll be able to recover lost items such as dignity and self-respect. The Disney Parks blog has revealed the menu to the dining location in the soon-to-be-open Toy Story Land in Disney's Hollywood Studios called Woody's Lunchbox. It'll serve a variety of American classics, such as turkey sandwiches, Frito pies, and Pop-Tarts. Sure to remind you of the lunches that mom used to pack when you were a kid. In fact, the nostalgic food may bring back so many memories that you're transported right back to the lunchroom of your childhood, and so you then instinctively seek out an isolated park bench to eat alone and hide yourself in embarrassment. On an up note, it appears that there will probably not be any wedgies immediately following your lunch, but that is yet to be confirmed. Disneyland has debuted online ordering at several counter service locations. Guests can now place their orders, pay, and select a pickup time without ever having to wait in line. Once they arrive at the restaurant, the food will be waiting for them. Disney researchers, after extensive study of survey results, concluded that guests preferred not waiting in lines to waiting in lines. Yet another groundbreaking survey from the Disney Research Division called Duh! The legendary purple wall. I, I, I can't. I can't do this. You can't. Uh, you can't. All right. Okay. Okay. The Disney social media favorite purple wall. Really? No. I, I, the purple wall. I, I, I can't do this. You can. You all can. Right. Just do it. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Fine. 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 The Disney social media favorite Purple Wall in Tomorrowland has inspired a new drink called the Purple Wall Slushy that can now be purchased at Tomorrowland Terrace. It is a purple taro Japanese milk tea drink with boba pearls and whipped cream. According to Disney insiders and a recent report in the Wall Street Journal, Disney fans will buy anything. In a recent interview with Variety, Bob Iger confessed that he had never planned to rise to the top of the Disney Corporation. In response, Disney fans everywhere said, uh, okay, so like, why are you there? And now let's check in with one of our new DCN correspondents, Barry, the super fanatical Disney fanboy with the current weather report at Walt Disney World. Hello, Barry. Greetings. How's the weather today at Walt Disney World, Barry? Amazing as always. It's a beautiful day. The sun is shining. The skies are this shade of blue that... Well, it's a blue I've never seen. This could be the greatest weather day in the history of the world. How could it not be? I'm at Walt Disney World. Oh, wait, 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 Barry. I, I'm checking in at weather.com and it looks like, it looks like there are severe thunderstorms happening right now. Yeah, that's, yes, that's what it says. <laughs> yes, magical. Uh, Barry, are you in Walt Disney World right now? <laughs> Magical, yes. <laughs> All right, there he is. That's Barry, the super fanatical Disney fanboy. And there's your news, everybody. We'll be right back. 
Ladies and gentlemen, do you remember Paradise Pier? You should. We sure do. Let's take a moment for us. Welcome back to your DCN This Week show, and now our e-ticket attraction. This week, our e-ticket attraction is a segment we like to call Check the Narrative, in which we give you the full canon backstory that the Imagineers have created for your favorite Disney attractions. This week, our subject is an attraction that no one has experienced yet. It's the Incredicoaster, coming June 23rd to the newly themed Pixar Pier, in Disney California Adventure. Let's check in with our DCN correspondent, Michael, for all the details. Michael.
Disney held a special media preview of Pixar Pier this week, giving more details on what fans can expect from the area. The new Pixar Pier will be divided into four distinct neighborhoods called Incredibles Park, Toy Story Boardwalk, Pixar Promenade, and Inside Out Headquarters. The Incredibles Park neighborhood appears to be the section planned to fully open on June 23rd, as the rethemed carousel in Toy Story Boardwalk will open in 2019, and the as-of-yet unnamed attraction coming to Inside Out Headquarters coming sometime after that, although the release date hasn't been announced for that. The most exciting details at the event came from the full backstory to the new Incredicoaster attraction, and now we'll share it with you. The mid-century modern design of the fictional town of Municiburg is the setting for our very own Incredibles adventure. The town officials of Municiburg have created the Incredibles Park as a tribute to the mighty heroes who protect their city. In an effort to beef up excitement about the park, the town officials installed a high-tech roller coaster, themed after the Incredibles themselves, called the Incredicoaster. On this extraordinary opening day, the Incredibles are invited to Incredibles Park to inaugurate the new roller coaster. Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl, in an effort to give the inauguration its proper attention, bring along Edna Mode to help with baby Jack-Jack. Hmm, but perhaps you'll come with a challenge, eh? I was surprised to get your call. The time comes for the first ride on the roller coaster, and the Incredibles are among the first to ride the new attraction. Unfortunately, Edna Mode and Jack-Jack are not tall enough to ride, so they must sit in a waiting area until it's over. You board the roller coaster with them and get ready for the ride. Well, Jack-Jack, being the precocious little guy that he is, finds a way to give his pseudo-babysitter the slip. The babysitter gives chase, but Jack-Jack, thinking it's a game, takes off and sprints down the roller coaster tracks. The Incredibles discover this instantly and jump into action, hopping out of the roller coaster as you take off. Dash tries to chase him down but fails. Elastigirl attempts to use her powers and maternal instincts to reel him in, but to no avail. Little Jack-Jack is running amok on the tracks, his powers going wild. Finally, Mr. Incredible comes up with a plan to lure Jack-Jack in with cookies. Brown butter chocolate chip cookies, to be exact. Mr. Incredible uses the cookies and captures Jack-Jack, thus saving the baby and the riders on the roller coaster as well. This story is told throughout the pre-show and ride area using all new animation created especially for the ride. 
voice and water effects, character models and effects, special brown butter chocolate chip cookie scents, and apparently lots of glitter fire. It will truly be a fully immersive experience that ignites all your senses and tells a totally new incredible story as you race around this slightly over one mile track. There's an exciting bonus after the ride where you just smelled all those delicious brown butter chocolate chip cookies as you see Jack-Jack's Cookie Num Nums food kiosk where the old PhotoPass booth used to be. This new snack stand will be selling warm brown butter deep dish chocolate chip cookies and a variety of milk flavors. Is it a cheap ploy to get us to spend extra money? Sure. But it sounds like a delicious one that I want in on, and more importantly one that factors, albeit a little forcibly, into the attraction. We at DCN loved Paradise Pier and California Screamin'. We were extremely sad to see it rethemed. However, it was bittersweet because we also love The Incredibles and they deserve an attraction. We appreciate the backstory here, a simple fun story that does tie neatly into the attraction. It'll be interesting to see how all the elements come together. And now you know the backstory for the forthcoming Incredicoaster. Be ready on June 23rd to explore the area and see the details that tell this story. Surely it will make it a more dynamic and enriching experience. Welcome back. You know, every news show and podcast at some point in time does the old standard list segment. It's tired and it's cliched, but we aren't above being an original. So now we present to you a new segment we like to call the Elite Eight, in which we give you our consensus top eight selections on different subjects. Tonight, we're giving you our Elite Eight on counter service restaurants at Walt Disney World in Florida. Joining me on this special report, is our DCN correspondents, Brooke and Michael. Brooke? Come on, everybody! Let's do this! Here we go! Thank you, Tommy. Counter service restaurants are important to any Disney trip because while the table service restaurants are great, they are an investment of time, and time on a Disney trip is precious. Surely, no one wants to eat three table service meals a day, so you have to supplement. The way to supplement is, of course, hiring a private chef. If you can't do that, then of course, you'll have to go the counter service route. But how do you choose the best counter service restaurants with so many options out there? Don't worry, we'll help you out. Here's our DCN Elite Eight for counter service restaurants. Number eight. Restaurantosaurus at Dinoland USA in Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. Restaurantosaurus is on this list not because of the food, which is fine, not great, but fine, but because it's the best themed counter service restaurant anywhere. If you listened to DCN this week, last week, you heard the amazing backstory of Dinoland USA. Restaurantosaurus is the epicenter of the entire backstory of Dinoland USA. There are so many fun gags and details and bits of information for you to digest while you dine on the burgers and the sandwiches that the restaurant has to offer. In fact, bonus bit of trivia for you, it's the only counter service that serves burgers in Animal Kingdom. So if that's your thing, then, you know, 
by all means. Number seven, Eight Spoon Cafe at the Discovery Island area of Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. Eight Spoon Cafe is the quintessential counter service snack stand. It is open most of the day. Their menu is small, but packs a delicious punch. It's basically a souped up macaroni and cheese stand. Here you can get a regular baked macaroni or baked macaroni with pulled pork or baked macaroni with shrimp and sweet chili sauce. They also serve pretzels and chips, but that's it. The macaroni is the real star here and it's great. Try the pulled pork mac and cheese. It's a Disney fan favorite. And that distinction is actually rightfully earned, not like some others. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Dole Whip. Number six is a real gem, Captain Cook's in the Polynesian Resort. Captain Cook's is on the ground floor of the Polynesian Resort and is open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But there's only one thing you need to know about Captain Cook's, and that is Tonga Toast. The delicious breakfast item is banana stuffed sourdough bread, battered, deep fried, and dusted with cinnamon and sugar. It tastes like relaxing on the beach in Flavortown. It's the exact same Tonga toast that is served upstairs at Kona Cafe and half the price. This menu item alone makes Captain Cook's a worthy addition to this list, but lunch and dinner packs a little punch with some righteous Asian style options, such as Thai coconut meatballs, an Aloha pork sandwich, and pork fried rice. But Tonga toast is what makes this one a can't miss. Number five, Satuli Canteen at Pandora in Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. Seems to be a trend here, doesn't it? And yeah, Animal Kingdom Park has some amazing counter service options. It's probably the best park to go to for counter service. Satuli Canteen makes healthy eating fun and it's open for lunch and dinner. Despite being themed after a stupid movie, Satuli Canteen elevates its food offerings above the boring source material to make some truly delightful creations. The food here has so much depth and flavor more depth and flavor than any of the characters in the Avatar movies, and it also doesn't want to make you vomit. Here, you have a variety of customizable bowls that you can fill with different types of rice and grains, fresh vegetables, and perfectly grilled meats, such as chicken, beef, and salmon. In addition to some truly, truly killer bao buns, this counter service spot is easily the most unexpected surprise of the new Pandora land, and quite possibly the most enticing reason to actually venture into the land. Number four, Sunshine Seasons in the Land Pavilion at Epcot. Sunshine Seasons is open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and during all meals, the idea is generally the same. Variety, variety, variety. Sunshine Seasons has an amazing variety of options for you to choose from, and all of them are prepared well and prepared fresh. The area is cut up into different sections representing different types or styles of food, from a noodle bar, a grill, sandwich shop, a bakery, and more. If you have a family or are with a group of friends with wildly different tastes, but you all want great food, then Sunshine Seasons is the place for you. If you're alone, it's still a great option too. Number three is the Thirsty River Bar and Trek Snacks in the Asia area of Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. Thirsty River Bar is not only a snack stand offering everything from popcorn and pretzels to hummus and frozen treats, but perhaps more importantly, it's an amazing open air full bar that makes incredible adult beverages, or bevies if you will, using great liquors, good pours, and fresh ingredients. The location of this walk-up bar is unbelievable, with the snow-capped peaks of the amazing Expedition Everest looming in the distance behind you. If you ever wanted to drink a margarita in the shadow of the Himalayas, which is an oddly specific dream for you to have, but it's fine, 
Well, this is the place for you. The drinks, snacks, and impeccable view make this a spot that you've got to get on down to Asia in the animal kingdom to try out. Number two, the daily poutine in Disney Springs. If you've never tried poutine, stop listening right now and go directly to the daily poutine and order the classic. Go ahead, pause the podcast, go do it. Whatever you have to spend to fly there just to get this poutine, it will be worth it. 2,000, 3,000, 10,000, sure, no problem. Go for it. Uh, what is poutine, you may ask? It's a large pile of hot, thick-cut French fries loaded with cheddar cheese curds and covered in succulent beef gravy. It's justifiably called the food of the gods by someone, and it was created, believe it or not, by Canadians. Who'd have thunk it? The Daily Poutine makes the number two on our list because they have poutine, frankly, and it's impeccable quality poutine. The fries are thick and expertly cooked, the curds are the right density, the gravy is smooth and rich. Put this one on your Disney bucket list food items immediately. At the number one counter service restaurant in Walt Disney World is Tangerine Cafe in the Morocco Pavilion in Epcot. The Tangerine Cafe, open for lunch and dinner, serves Moroccan food, as you might expect, which by its nature is always tasty. Chicken shawarma, lamb, kefta, rotisserie chicken, and tabbouleh are just some of the items you can find here. However, the Tangerine Cafe doesn't just attempt to put out these foods we know. It strives to elevate them in their preparation, cook, and spices. The flavors here are outstanding and sometimes unexpected for a theme park. Everything is always prepared expertly and crafted with the appropriate care. It has a nice assortment of items, enough to please different palates. This is a no-brainer winner for anyone looking for a high-end quick meal in Epcot. If you haven't experienced it yet, make time. You definitely won't regret it. Plus, it's also kind of healthy too, so you know, you can justify overeating and snagging a dessert to end the meal. And that's our Elite Eight of counter service restaurants in Walt Disney World. We'll be right back. Welcome back. And now it's time for Barry, the super fanatical Disney fanboy, tries to seal the deal with a Disney princess, but blows it on the last line. Hey, princess. If you're looking for a Prince Charming, well, I think you found him. You want fast passes for Dumbo? You got it. You like churros? I can buy one. Listen, why don't you put on those glass slippers, tell fairy godmother you'll be home late, and then I'll call my mom to bring the caravan around front. What? Wait. Wait, where are you going? Fast passes. Oh, boy. And that was Barry, the super fanatical Disney fanboy, tries to seal the deal with a Disney princess, but blows it on the last line. And now it's time for another moment for us.
Oh, thank you all so much for joining us on your DCN This Week show. It was a real pleasure having you with us, but sadly it's time to say goodbye to all our company. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. Tune in next week for more news, facts, information, and more attempts at turning news items into jokes that have bite, but also show that we love Disney. Proud of you. Good night, everybody.